This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, the business station. BFM 89.9, good afternoon and welcome to Enterprise BizBytes. I'm Roshan Kanesan. Intellectual property rights are some of the most intangible assets possessed by business owners in Malaysia or anywhere in the world for that matter. These rights prevent the unauthorized duplication or use of any item of your work to which business owners may want to monetize or have full rights to. Intellectual property protection here in Malaysia is crucial, not just for enterprises, but anyone who's building their own businesses. We were talking about things like patents, trademarks, industrial design, copyright as well, even geographical indications and layout designs for integrated circuits, uh, the stuff that goes into your phone, essentially. Recent statistics reveal a glaring ownership disparity that demands immediate attention. In 2022, only 956 granted patents and utility innovations belonged to Malaysians, while a staggering 5,249 were owned by foreign applicants. In relation, recent World Bank findings highlighted by Malaysia's Economy Minister Rafizi Ramli show that only 10.5% of Malaysian firms engage in research and development, with just 3.5% introducing new products in the past three years. With that in mind, to further explore this space and the importance of intellectual property rights and protecting your intellectual property, today we're joined by Safwan Zari. He's the Chief Ecosystem Development Officer from Maranti to help us digest how much intellectual property will be a growth driver for entrepreneurs and startups here in Malaysia and how much more we need to learn about protecting the IP here in Malaysia. Uh, Safwan, can you hear me loud and clear? Loud and clear. So thank you so much for joining us today. It's been a, it's a pleasure to speak with you and uh, get some insights into the ecosystem as well. So you heard me put out some stats earlier, uh, Safwan. Um, recent World Bank findings highlighted by Ravizi Ramli showed that only 10.5% of Malaysian firms engage in R&D and with just 3.5% introducing new products in the past three years. So tell us a little bit about why it's crucial for entrepreneurs in Malaysia to understand the importance of intellectual property protection for their ideas and creations. All right. Uh, thank you, Roshan. And thank you, BFM, for uh, having Maranti uh, online. Um, and I'm glad to be here today also to be able to share a bit about what Maranti is doing and also in terms then we can dive in, in terms of and talk a bit more about IP um, and also maybe perhaps if we have time to also to touch on technology commercialization, which is the the bigger, uh, bigger, bigger thing that we do at Maranti. Yeah. So... You mentioned some stats, and and you know, um, and we when we talk about IP, uh, we look at IP as as, as assets, yeah? yeah. And when we talk about uh, and also, if I take uh, um, a step back in terms of what Maranti is doing uh, at Maranti, we um, we focus on uh, generating return uh, on ideas, yeah, or ideas to impact. Uh, we believe that you know, Malaysians, we have a lot of great ideas. And all of these great ideas can address many of the big uh, national level problems that we're having. But ideas being ideas, if it stays locked in our head, then it will not be able to solve all those big problems that we need to solve, right? So we're in a position, actually, at the agency and the Ministry of Science has been given the mandate yeah, to, to help deliver more return in terms of ideas because from these ideas, then we will work help them in terms of generating into uh, solutions, product, prototypes. And then we can apply that to all of the, the bigger problems that we have that we need to solve, for example, in the area of health, logistics, infrastructure, security, food security, etc., and so forth. Yeah. So 
coming back in terms of why um, IP is important, we look at it, IP is actually an asset. Yeah, I mean, how do you tag in terms of the value of your ideas? You know, from ideas, you need to bring out those ideas. And for example, if you come to Maranti, you go to our, let's say our workshop, we help validate those ideas. Now those ideas begins to begin to take shape. Yeah. So begin to take shape in the, in the sense of a, of, a, of a prototype, of a product and solution. Now the world begins to see, oh, this is what you meant. Yeah. And say, okay, and this is where it becomes an asset. And suddenly people see that, oh, that's a great idea. You know, what if I can do the same as well? And this is where, uh, whether be it startups, spin-off, yeah, SMEs, corporates, should be looking in terms of um, um, the bigger corporates, of course they do. This is assets, yeah. Um, and in terms of, of looking in terms of IP, yeah, so that you can protect your ideas and protect your product, protect your solution so that it becomes yours and so that you can later monetize those ideas as well. It's something that we do as well in terms of Ranti, yeah, monetizing the ideas that you have, yeah, for the start uh, of the startups, innovators, uh, researchers, etc. So again, um, in short, we look at IPs and as an asset or an asset pool not yet realized, but this is why we need to be able to take um, the topic of IP uh, seriously. So it's important essentially here to recognize its value to the firm. And then like any other asset, you want to protect it uh, in the right way legally and also from an insurance perspective as well. Um, maybe you can also you know, talk to us about some of the potential risks that entrepreneurs and businesses might face if they fail to protect their IP rights, Safwan. Okay. Take, for example, Roshan, uh, you know, uh, you design a shirt. Maybe the shirt that you're wearing, colorful, <laughs> bright, you know, it spells, it, it, it looks like Roshan, right? And it's supposed to be your identity and you want to go out and, and sell that shirt, that design, not even the shirt, that design, which is uniquely yours. And you go around, you, you share with your funders, investors, you know, I have the best kind of like design of the shirt. It looks like this, you use this color, you know, the recipe for this color is going to be like this, like this, like that. You know, you're putting all of the things, you know, when you do your, your pitching. And with, and you want to make sure that when you share all those and people at the back, they are not, they say, okay, they're taking those secret sauce, the secret, secret recipe, and suddenly before you know it, and just about when you're about to hit the market with your brand and line of clothing, yeah? Roshan's wear, for example, and suddenly you see that uh, all those are flooded in the market. I'm just using a very generic, very basic example, which is clothing line. But of course, you can go a bit more technical. For example, you know, you're developing an AI solution, yeah, or you're developing a drone hardware, a payload for a drone uh, to serve Malaysia agriculture needs. And, 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 and you often we see, for example, when the startups, the spin-off, when they have these great ideas, they want, to, uh, they want to get investors. And investors will ask them a lot of questions. How does the product look like? You know, what does this uh, problem need? Uh, the problem statement that it addresses, you know, what are the secret, not secret, or probably in terms of how do you come about to assembling all this? So you are, you are likely or not, revealing a bit by bit in terms of the ideas that is in your head. And which is why, you know, we, want, we need to make sure that those are being protected, yeah, so that you can really bring those ideas to impact. When we talk about impact is that you as the original innovators, researchers, will be able to market them. It's there. The market is still for you once you are able to bring it out there. 
Safwan, hold that thought. We've got to go into a few messages. Folks, I've been speaking with Safwan Zari, Chief Ecosystem Development Officer at Maranti. That's the Malaysian Research Accelerator for Technology and Innovation. And we've been talking about how intellectual property could be a growth driver for entrepreneurs, startups and businesses, its possible impact on the Malaysian economy, as well as Maranti's role in bridging the intellectual property knowledge gap in the country. I'm Roshan Kainasin. Keep you here to Enterprise BizBytes on BFM 89.9, the business station. Bringing fresh meaning. BFM 89.9. BFM 89.9. Welcome back to Enterprise BizBytes. I'm Roshan Kainasin and this afternoon I've been speaking with Safwan Zari, Chief Ecosystem Development Officer at Maranti, the Malaysian Research Accelerator for Technology and Innovation. And we've been talking about intellectual property protection as well as how it could be a growth driver for entrepreneurs, startups and businesses, as well as Maranti's role in bridging the intellectual property knowledge gap in the country. You know, Safwan, startups or business, when they first start, they're so focused on just generating that business that maybe they forget certain things like protecting your IP. Um, maybe tell us a little bit about the impact to growth that, because everyone's so focused on growth, right? And or hitting profitability that you forget yeah. to do the dot the I's and cross the T's, that sort of thing, which could fall into this camp as well, protecting your IP. Talk to yeah. us a little bit about the impact uh, on the growth of a business if you don't really protect your IP or the success case when you do protect your IP. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> I too often, too often that the startup comes to us and and um, you know, to when they when they sit down with us in, in in when they discuss about the funding or the program that they're interested, and then because we are in the technology commercialization, you know, IP is part of technology commercialization journey. So we will ask the question. Say, majority of them do not. Uh, well, I don't blame them. You know, it's not top of the list. You need to make sure, for example, the the the, the business. You know, first of all, to, to from ideas to product, and from product you be able, must need to be able, for example, to secure your grants to to feed your your employees. And IP is most often they're not being looked as a, as a cost item, which is like I'll do it later, right? Mm. Uh, just like something like I, I know I have to do it, yeah, but I do it later. Uh, right now, I need to focus on marketing first. I need to to focus on completing the prototyping first, yeah. But but there are different different kind of IPs and and different ways of actually protecting it. And I believe that we right now, based on the numbers also which you have quoted, you know, it looks in terms of disparity between the local uh, IP registration and foreign as mm. well, right? And we need to be able to get the message out there. It's it's you don't. For example, like register your IP, whether patent, trademark, copyright, you know, uh, uh, for fun. Yeah. Maybe researchers, they do it because they want to make sure that they it, it's registered in, in, in the database. But I think for companies, uh, startups, you know, if, you, if they don't, and what if your ideas, you know, becomes like a big head? And if you don't do that, and suddenly you realize that when you want to expand beyond Malaysia, or sometimes if you're not lucky, just you know, in Malaysia itself, suddenly you have a flood of all the Me Too uh, like products and solution. And and again, um, just just like insurance, you know, you normally they say I won't take insurance. It won't happen to me. Like I won't die in a plane crash. Or I'm the exception to the rule. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm the only one who will not probably go through that. For example, but I think these are things that we have to do. And innovators, researchers, uh, spin-off startups, they need to be able to embrace the idea of when do I trigger, you know, when do I engage uh, agencies like Maranti 
uh, or Sirim or my PO and start discussing what are the next steps. When do I start? When I start looking into it uh, over at Maranti because we chart the whole commercialization journey, then we understand in terms of during the early stage we won't bother them about IP. Mm-hmm. We probably don't have yet a validated solution. But right somewhere in, 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 in the middle stages where we start discussing about IP, yeah? And sometimes it's, uh, you want to do it. Sometimes, you know, big corporation, even some big corporation don't want to do it because once you start putting it in, then you have to spell out the details. <laughs> and even spelling out the details is a no-no for them because it's somebody will know, yeah? So I know corporations, some who decides not to, yeah? And decides to protect it in a different manner. Yeah. Any impact, for example, like, you know, when we speak about um, the the inventor of, of, of telephone, right? Everybody keeps saying uh, Alexander Graham Bell, but it's not. Right? <laughs> so there are someone, there is another person, a uh, person by uh, Antonio uh, Miucci. Yeah. So he was the one who actually came up with the idea, uh, but he did not have the financial capability to register that patent. And Bell patented, received the first uh, US patent for telephone in 1876. Yeah. So I think this is where it's history repeating itself mm. every day, every month, every year. So the awareness is, needs to be there. So that's something to watch out for, right? Because you don't want your IP essentially being taken snatched from you uh, and then being commercialized by someone else. Um, so I you mentioned a few times that commercialization, which is an important part because you can have all the IP in the world, but if you don't commercialize it, then I mean, it's an asset that isn't really producing anything. So talk to us about the, the journey from ideation, developing IP and where commercialization comes. Because I know Maranti does work here as well, correct? Yeah, that is correct. So, I mean, the whole, the, the, the reason that, you know, the reason for existence for Maranti is to be able to deliver, you know, to, to bring those ideas to impact. Impact, we define in, as commercialization. Mm. Commercialization, either, you know, I start paying you a dollar for your idea or you're, you 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 give your idea for free and it's in, being adopted and it saves lives. Yeah, that can also be termed, loosely termed as commercialization as well. So essentially, that is what Maranti is doing. Yeah, When we talk about technology commercialization, we, we are very focused in terms of accelerating technology commercialization. Technology is a very key element in there because we realize that, and the government also has made this as a, a the problem statement that we want to resolve, is that we have spent a lot on R&D, especially on technology, but we're not getting back the returns. Yeah, So where is the return going to come? So this is where Maranti is being set up in 2021 and officialized name no 21st November 2021 and our mandate is to accelerate technology commercialization so it is a journey as you described it just now Roshan I mean when 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 you talk about an idea being formed in the head I can tell you that every one of us in this call the listeners out there everyone will have a great idea mm. useful or not we're not sure but <laughs> it could be that it is it is to solve a problem yeah and it could be that the problem that they are planning to solve could be shared with one 10, 100, no, 10,000, a million, or a billion of people. But unfortunately, if the idea is still in your head, yeah, 100% of zero is still... Zero. <laughs> zero. Yeah, precisely. So, I mean, right now, that's what we plan to do. You know, we want to be able to help the innovators and the researchers and say, take those ideas. Yes, it's going to be a scary journey, right? But let's work on those ideas. Let's put you through the, the 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 boot camp and let us validate those ideas. You know, we will be like the the person who's gonna say, 
why not this? Why not that? Is there a sizable market? Can you reach the market? Blah, blah, blah. And what else do you actually need? Who do you need to work with? What kind of financing? And then as you progress along the journey, you we can actually help you. Sometimes ideas also is very difficult for me to describe what is in my head. Now, we'll invite them over to Maranti Park, use our maker's lab, use our 3D printer. Now, there you go. You don't have the expertise to use 3D printing machine? It's okay. We have experts there. They can help and sit down with uh, the innovators, the ideas, uh, the, uh, the the researchers, the startups, and so that the ideas can take form into something a bit more uh, physical. From the ideas, then we will see in terms of, okay, do you need an I, uh, when do you start trigger IP protection? Yeah. Mm, yeah. So is it something, for example, you can't, you can't uh, trigger IP if it's if it's not uh, uh, sort of like new, yeah, or it's not a two steps better than what it was before, or anybody is skilled in that area will say ah that's that's you know that's everybody knows that's common sense. So you need to be something better. So that also uh, we have a team that actually have uh, that will provide IP consultation that will sit down with them in terms of what's there are different kind of IP financing scheme as well. And if they uh, once they pass that, they start having the product. You know, of, of course, the next commercialization journey is um, your product or your solution. Does it require any regulatory approval? Mm. And this is what we have um, a mandated given to Magic back then, 2020, is the National Technology and Innovation Sandbox, where it is a program that la- will last until 2025. It comes with funds, yeah. Uh, from the government as well as the, the facilitation from Maranti now, yeah, in terms of helping them to find a place where they can test those ideas. And when we do the, the testing of ideas, normally we'll try and pair them with the people who would want to buy those ideas later. Yeah. So if the sandbox finishes six months, 12 months, the idea is good, it may be commercialized at the end of the sandbox. You know, the 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 the, the, the corporate that we test them with probably say, yep, I like the ideas, I like the POC, let me buy, let me, let me, you know, license the IP to me. Or, yeah. Or we can also sometimes commercialization takes a different route. Yeah. You need to go outside of Malaysia because it's a common product in Malaysia, but maybe not in Poland. Mm. So how do you get to Poland? Yeah. So either you can actually explore with Maranti or Maranti will explore with other agencies and say, okay, Let's see whether there's an opportunity to go to market in Poland, right? What are the things that we need to do? We normally do the syndication and we do the syndication together with the startups, the innovators, the researchers, as well as uh, agents from the respective country of interest. Yeah. And it is something that we do this year. For example, we're exploring uh, uh, Japan again, uh, Germany for the first time and um, Thailand. That's for this year. And when you say yeah. exploring these countries, uh, Safon, what does that entail again? We entail in terms of looking at the product and the solution and the startups in terms of their desire to expand to which market mm-hmm. and whether those markets will have the desire for the startup's product. And we're talking about so Malaysian have, startups here? Pardon? And we're talking um, specifically about Malaysian startups working in Maranti? We're talking about Malaysian startups, Malaysian spin-off, yeah, Malaysian SMEs. Again, I do have to emphasize that Maranti is... Like magic, before we were focusing largely on startups ecosystem and startup. But Maranti, the the, the mandate is wider. Mm. Yeah, we focus on innovators, researchers, SMEs, spin-offs, uh, startups, which is why I have to go and, and mention all of them because if not, people forget. If you're left and out. People might, yeah, <laughs> and also people might say, there's another agency that focuses on startup. But actually, mm. we are bigger. 
Yeah, and I do want to highlight that the difference and where we were before and now is together with Technology Park, which is now Meranti, uh, Meranti Park, is that Meranti Park in TPM Bukit Jalil, right? In Bukit Jalil, is close to 700 acres big. Wow. Yeah. And we have 12 kilometers of road dedicated for autonomous vehicle. We have five acres dedicated towards uh, drone testing. We have 10 acres that we're going to build our integrated healthcare cluster. And all of the solution can be tested there. If not, together with our partners or corporate partners out there. Yeah. So, I mean, this is where we feel that we have that, that you know, the, the call to serve the Malaysian public and especially the innovators so that they come over. It's not only the program that they can uh, go through with us, they can also be, um, they can even call Randy Park home, yeah, um, for, for their testing of products or even if they like, they can become our tenant. Folks, I've been speaking with Safwan Zari, Chief Ecosystem Development Officer at Maranti. That's the Malaysian Research Accelerator for Technology and Innovation. And we've been talking about how intellectual property could be a growth driver for entrepreneurs, startups and businesses, its possible impact on the Malaysian economy, as well as Maranti's role in bridging the intellectual property knowledge gap in the country. I'm Roshan Kainasin. Keep you here at Enterprise Biz Bites on BFM 89.9, the business station. Bulldozing fine measures. BFM. 89.9, The Business Station. Welcome back to Enterprise Biz Bites. I'm Roshan Karnison and this afternoon I've been speaking with Safwan Zari, Chief Ecosystem Development Officer at Maranti, the Malaysian Research Accelerator for Technology and Innovation. And we've been talking about intellectual property protection as well as how it could be a growth driver for entrepreneurs, startups and businesses, as well as Maranti's role in bridging the intellectual property knowledge gap in the country. Safwan, let's explore other aspects here or spillover effects from intellectual property protection or rights for that matter. Um, What do you think is the larger benefit to the ecosystem here? Not just startups, but larger than that, right? So do you think it helps foster a better culture of innovation and creativity in the ecosystem, including in universities, for example? It would. Because take IPs, uh, for example, once... Once you have an idea and you IP the ideas, now the IP goes into a registry, a database. Then, for example, all of, for example, the listeners that are listening into BFM and probably can look into a registry, what kind of ideas um, exist in a database so that I don't repeat or I don't create the same thing, I don't waste time. Or perhaps I can say, hey, Roshan created that, you know, that specially designed (laughs) shirt, right? I want to work with Roshan, and, and and that that match can happen. So the, the 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 one thing I also wanted to share, you know, taking from the word match, which I've just used in the last sentence, is that we have recently, past two months, launched the Malaysia Technology Commercialization Platform, mm. and it 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 stretches a bit in terms of what we currently have in terms of matching of IP. You know, back to your question in terms of the benefit, right? Again, we mentioned about having the database, having the database which is open. And now startups can actually come in and say, who has that IP or that university? And and that matches my product or my market. I can work with them. But majority of database right now, it has to be an registered IP. Then only I can search. But what about those ideas, right? For maybe like you see in terms of the commercialization rate for Malaysia is about 10%, thereabouts. But I think the the amount of ideas, which means that the amount of ideas out there or research being worked on is just like a, the tip of the iceberg being what we are registering. The balance of the iceberg is all those ideas out there percolating and, and, and can't find a home. 
So imagine, you know, when when we that's what we did, you know, where we imagine having a platform and we named the platform Match, where ideas, technology seekers, technology providers, uh, research IPs which are ready can actually be matched. And it does need somebody actively looking into and do the matching. And that's what we hope to do as a, uh, you know, our job. It's a very good name, Safwat. <laughs> very, very on the nose, to the point. We're helping match these different people. Um, Someone, there's another thing I wanted to ask you about, and this is really more on the FDI sort of situation, because having better intellectual property rights is likely to encourage more foreign investors to invest in the country, uh, build out facilities, that sort of thing, improve technology. Um, from your view, um, tell us a bit about why is it important to attract FDI into the country, right? Because this is a, people are like, oh, we should be developing our own economy. But at the same time, it's important to bring players like Tesla and AWS or even the more unknown players into the country. Tell us your view on all this. It's about building that richness in, in our innovation ecosystem, right? Mm. So there, there, there's somebody said to me, if you're in a room and you look around, everybody in the room is like you, you know, same age, same color, same race, you know, and you can they can bet the bottom dollar that it's not going to be an innovative ecosystem. So not that we are siding with the FDIs, you know, but we do feel that companies, for example, like Tesla, there are certain things they already worked on, uh, worked on and proven. Uh, it's just that they probably have not solved other problems. And I think this is where we feel that for the uh, foreign companies coming in, they should also be open in terms of exploring what are the differences, what are the uniqueness of the solution that can be offered by the innovators in Malaysia. Because I bet you, unless they are coming from the ASEAN countries, mm. a lot of what they are tested against would not be applicable to us. Take the weather, take the flora, take the fauna, the people, the culture, yeah, diversity in terms of languages and whatnot. For example, our, our, our zebra crossing in Malaysia is not the zebra <laughs> crossing itself, right? It's the entire length of the road. Yeah. The, so, so for an autonomous vehicle for, to, to, to in, in, let's say, in Japan, where they observe the zebra crossing, it shouldn't be a problem. In Europe, there wouldn't be a problem. But you come to Malaysia, you like, you're testing it with Philippine, uh, if, as if you're in Philippines. You're going to have Vietnam. some problems. You yeah, might, so like you might. Yeah, I think rather than trying to replicate again the problem that has been solved in other countries, I of course will, will encourage in terms of working with FDI. We have a program uh, that is uh, un, un, under us. It's called the uh, Venture X now, which is uh, uh, previously where we bring uh, foreign companies, foreign startups to Malaysia, so that they can explore and make Malaysia as their base as a launch pad into ASEAN. Any examples you can share with us? Any success stories here? Not the name that I do. I don't have the name yet because the the thing is we had you know this thing called COVID, <laughs> yes. where if they, we can't travel. I kind of out, remember that. Tra- <laughs> yeah, they we can't travel out. They can't travel in. Mm. Yeah. So, but whenever we go, for example, I, m- I mentioned three countries just now: Japan, Germany, as well as uh, uh, Thailand. We are opening our borders, and we are opening, and we are bringing up startups. You know, we are engaging corporates as well. Yeah, uh, so that we can try and match, again, using the word match, what are the <laughs> problem statements and what are the uh, solutions that we already have in our database. Hmm. It saves a lot of time. And not only that, we are encouraging FDI. It builds the economy. It builds the richness in terms of our innovation diversity. Yeah, And then net-net is a gain for Malaysia. 
So far, with a few minutes we have uh, remaining, I, I want to take this back to basics a little bit and get a, a bit of a call to action here. You know, if you're a fresh entrepreneur, uh, you're building your business, you've got so many things on your mind. We were talking about this earlier. You've got to think about marketing. You've got to think about building the product as well. Uh, and, and, you know, the IP usually isn't, as we mentioned earlier, protecting it may not be top of mind here. To anyone who's new or building their business now, what would you tell them when it comes to IP protection and commercialization of that IP? You gotta have the heart for this, right? <laughs> I mean, you know, because uh, being a startup or a spin-off from universities, yeah, uh, innovators or researchers going out there with these ideas, you know, where people might query and criticize you. I mean, it takes a lot. It, it takes a big heart. You know, you need to be brave. But it is a journey which you do not have to take alone. Mm-hmm. I understand sometimes the startup uh, or, or any of the the spin-off will say that, but there are a lot of agencies out there. I don't know who to work with. When should I be approaching them? which is why I wanted to take this opportunity to clarify. You know, we are in the space of technology commercialization. We accelerate technology commercialization. You know, we do run accelerator type, but it is because we we came from magic. But we are looking in terms of how do we divide it into pre-commercialization, commercialization, and the best is to actually visit our website. And the best is to get to know us because we are quite active online, uh, on social media as well. Uh, we're also quite active almost every weekend, every weekday. There are bound to be events. If there are none, go on to, uh, to our, our website and there are learning portals. And, I, and, and, and establish connection with us and just drop us a question. I, myself, as well as my team, we train ourselves to like, there's no wrong door. Mm. No, let's make the life of the startup less complicated. It is already complicated as it is. It's already <laughs> daunting. And what, how can we actually deliver our impact is to be a friend. And when they take that journey and say, well, can I have coffee with you? And Or do you have, you know, am I doing the right thing? If it's, even if it's not with us, I mean, the program is not with us, Roshan, we're more than happy to say, this one you should go and talk to MTDC. Mm. This one you can talk to Cradle, yeah? This one you may want to talk to Mind. This one you may want to talk. So, so we are building our knowledge as well so that we can advise them better, yeah? If it's related to energy, if it's related to health or drone or agri, we want to be able to put ourselves in that advice. We won't do everything. It's crazy, right? But we will definitely try uh, to do our best in terms of pointing the, those who come to us for advice in the right direction. Safwan, um, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. Oh, it's a pleasure. Always. Folks, I was speaking with Safwan Zari. He's the Chief Ecosystem Development Officer at Maranti. That's the Malaysian Research Accelerator for Technology and Innovation. If you miss any part of this conversation, you can catch the podcast on our website at bfm.my or download the BFM app. Also, all our shows are available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and other podcast players. Just look up Enterprise BizBytes. I'm Roshan Kynaston and this has been Enterprise BizBytes. Keep it here to BFM 89.9, the business station. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.